finally, this podcast has a sponsor. I want to give a good shout out to Alan Samuels Volkswagen in Oklahoma City for making this trip to Vegas to cover Summer League for 107.7 The Franchise Happen. So thank you all so much, and I hope you enjoy the show with uh, me and TV's Jerry himself, Mr. Jerry Ramsey from 107.7 The Franchise. Uh produces the franchise players from noon to three every day, Monday through Friday, and is the host of the Franchise Thunder Insider Show that we do on Saturday mornings from 10 to noon. So everybody, enjoy the show. You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris, the best place for OKC Thunder basketball, a part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the OKC82 podcast. This is Brady Trantham, and I am coming to you not live because you're listening to this after I record it um, from my hotel room in Las Vegas. I, If you don't know for whatever reason, <laughs> I've, um, I went to Vegas for to cover Summer League for the franchise, and uh, I've been here since Monday. I'm leaving Friday. Had a blast. Seen a lot of people. Seen a lot of familiar faces that I... Um, guys and gals that I cover the NBA that I know on Twitter so it's just it's been really fun I've seen two Thunder games thus far uh, the Thunder play tomorrow at uh, 8 o'clock Eastern time so 7 o'clock Oklahoma City time uh, 5 o'clock my time so I look forward to that but um, Madison was very busy today I think she's on vacation exploring mountains in Colorado so I just basically gave her the day off. She doesn't need to like take time from that to uh, BS around on a podcast. So um, yeah, you're just stuck with me. But I did get a very special guest, and it's a guest that you're all very familiar with. Uh, it's Mr. Jerry Ramsey from the Franchise Players that you can hear on um, from noon to three on 107.7 The Franchise Monday through Friday, and my uh, little I, Jerry are you am I a co-host or am I a featured guest on the Franchise Thunder Insider Show I don't really know what I am that's a hell of a point and I you know I'm not a guy that likes to put labels on things uh, you know I'm a modern dude like we don't have to put labels on stuff do you want to be a co-host do you want to be a feature um, I don't know <laughs> I, it's just it's with we're just with yeah, they're, they're, yeah, that works. That works. Uh, yes, Jerry Ramsey is uh, joining me today on the podcast, and really couldn't think of a, a better person to uh, get on here for the, uh, the current situation with the Thunder, just because so much is going on, uh, so much is being reported, so much is being assumed, and Jerry is very talented at just cutting right through all the bullshit to get you know basically to the meat of the matter. So. Um, before we get into all the sexy Russell Westbrook trade scenarios and the hypotheticalness of that entire situation, I guess we can just basically get some summer league takes from Jerry because um, I've been on pretty much every show on the franchise this week, Jerry, except for yours, so I'm a tad offended, but oh well, I'll, I'll see you on Saturday. <laughs> but <laughs> um, So basically because of that, I don't really have any, uh, I don't know what your opinion is of the Thunder's uh, summer league uh, performance. Uh, specifically from guys like Hamdou Diallo, Deontay Burton, and the first-round pick, Darius Baisley, just because I haven't really talked to you in the last few days. Well, here's the trick. Here's what you don't know, Brady. Uh, I, too, am on vacation. Uh, <laughs> me, Gabe, and Kelly uh, all took off this week. you got to take off some time before football season starts. So what better time than a week before uh, Big 12 media days? Uh, so the three of us uh, haven't been on the show. So 
why you haven't been on because we haven't been on. So. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Yeah, I was on with yeah, Eddie and Carson. I guess they're uh, filling in for you. Yeah. Okay, the time... Hey, the you know ti- what? Would you like me to pull some strings? You want me to get you on there? We, <laughs> we can make that happen. No. no, it's all good. The time <laughs> difference is screwing with me. I, I can never tell what time it is in Oklahoma. Even though it's just two hours, my simple, simple brain can't uh, go that far with math, but... Um, have you got a chance to watch any summer league games or like read any yeah. reports? Um, yeah, no, yeah. Sure have. I absolutely have. Got a chance to do some stuff, and uh, uh, I kind of laugh because these summer league teams, like the summer league games, are probably some of the most important summer league games we've had in you know damn near ten years. Uh, there's guys that are playing right now that are going to probably be contributors by the end of the season. Uh, if you look to what Sam Presti is starting to deconstruct the Thunder as they are, and you know, like you said, there's a couple of names in there. Uh, one in particular, Hamadou Diallo, uh, I think he's a guy that you're looking at at the end of the season needs to be uh, either a contributor uh, to the Thunder or you're going to realize that it's time to move from him. Uh, and Deontay Burton is another guy that uh, I think that uh, Presti is, I don't know if he's enamored with him, but he definitely uh, would like to see him do some stuff. Uh, so there's a couple of guys that are on the team. Uh, the the Hall kid, uh, I've been uh, pretty uh, impressed with uh, the way he kind of runs the floor. Love that left-handed sweet jumper he has. Uh, so yeah, and then the basic kid. I, I don't put really much stock into it at all. Uh, like he's strapping it on for the first time competitively. What in over a year? Um, so I really don't. I, I saw you know I saw the block slash goaltend and uh, <laughs> the other day, and I, I thought that athletically, I thought it was fantastic. Um, so I, I I don't know that those guys like I said on there that have a chance to contribute, and there's guys that I'm looking uh, to contribute. Yeah, and I, again, I, I don't want to sound completely hyperbolic here when I'm talking about Darius Baisley, because every time I, I talk about him, um, I feel like there needs to be like an asterisk, and you, sh- you should be able to reference um, when I'm saying something about him, especially positive, um, you should be able to reference that he's got a long way to go. Um, if he makes a, a, a lot of impact for this Thunder team moving forward, it's because this team is in absolute rebuild mode and they have really no other choice. So you might as well throw your rookie out there and see what he can do. But um, having said all that, he has to be one of the more impressive players, at least for me, um, for this summer league, just because of all those things. I didn't expect anything. I expected him to look a little bit unsure of himself. I expect him to lack a lot of confidence. I kind of expected him to have a, quite a bro- broken jump shot because of some of the clips I've seen of him on YouTube and some of the things I have read and heard about his game overall. But and especially when, you know, Hamadou Diallo, Deontay Burton, those guys, they're kind of known products at this point. If you've covered the team or followed the team for the last year, you know what they bring to the table. It's just a matter of them fine tuning the little fundamentals of their game to make more positive impacts. But with Baisley, it's. He's incredibly smooth and confident. Like, like the the lack of confidence is not there. The, the guy is incredibly confident. He's sure of himself with the ball, which is a complete and utter uh, like a difference between like other rookies that we've seen in the past, Jerry of um, uh, Terrence Ferguson and Hamdou Diallo, even where the the situations when they were rookies where they would have to get the ball in their hands. Or mainly, if they got the ball in their hands in the corner and pump faked and had to put the ball on the floor, it was a complete and utter adventure, and it usually ended terribly. With Baisley, it's he's like I said, he's smooth, he's methodical, and uh, he knows what to do with the ball. He never panics, and I think for a rookie, 
that really sticks out. Now, what what is that going to mean for the Thunder moving forward? Is can it help them this season? I mean, I don't I don't know. Like I said, he's got a long way to go. But really, what I'm trying to get to is. Um, I didn't come into the summer league thinking that Darius Baisley was going to be the most surprising thing to me, uh, positively. But I mean, after two games, uh, I've got to say he's surprised me the most. Well, okay, and then the two uh, two teams we played, we played a pro team, we played uh, some HR team from uh, Czechoslovakia. I mean, what, I, I don't understand <laughs> what, what the NBA. Eddie Rosasevich is going to get mad at you. Is from Croatia. Apparently, Eddie. Um, <laughs> apparently, Eddie's uh, family name is Croatian. Okay. Uh, well, there you go. Well, well good. That, that totally makes sense. Uh, uh, all his Croatian tendencies. Now they all make sense. Uh, but the, the point is, they were not playing NBA talent. Uh, tomorrow they're going to play, what, Portland? And so I'm going to look forward to seeing how he matches up again. And then, too, I know it's I know it's summer league, but still, these guys are, NBA teams are looking at them. They're looking for them to contribute. So let's see how he does. I know he had a kind of iffy game the first game and sort of came out a little bit more in the second game. So, uh, I really, I'm telling you, I have zero expectations from this kid. Uh, even in the rebuild, I have zero expectations. I think he was brought on as a project, and he has a couple of years on his rookie contract to see what he can do, and that has plenty of time and space and air to do it now. So, I mean, yeah, maybe that's maybe that's another factor in all this, and that I, I went into summer league. Really- um, concerning Darius Baisley, expecting nothing. So whenever he does something, you know, good or positive, it, it probably stands out a little bit more. But I guess the other thing about him um, that I'll say on the podcast, since I haven't really, I, I don't, no, I didn't, I didn't podcast on Monday. Like I've, I'm so lost right now. Right now, Vegas is just, uh, <laughs> Vegas is kind of overwhelming. <laughs> um, this is the second time that uh, I went last year, and I'm still not used to it. But um, you know, people are always going to make the the, the the comparisons um, whenever Sam Presti drafts somebody that you've never heard of. Okay, is he long and lengthy and can he not shoot? Perfect. He's a Thunder player. Um, I'm going to pump the brakes on that because no, Darius Baisley is not a great three-point shooter. No, Darius Baisley is probably not going to be a great shooter right now, but he by no means has a broken jump shot. Um, I didn't think Hamadou Diallo had a broken jump shot. It was just a shot that needed some fine-tuning, and certainly Diallo has made some strides in that department. Basley, he's just left-handed, so it just looks it looks kind of off, but it's smooth. Um, he he shoots it with confidence, and he also doesn't really shoot the ball that much in the first place. He's a playmaker first, and he tries to create for other players. So, you know, if you're a guy that kind of falls into that Sam Presti draft pick category, it's kind of a good thing that you're a playmaker first and not like trying to chuck up a bunch of shots with a bad jump shot. But um, I guess one more thing, um, summer league-wise, before we get a little bit further on, Jerry. Um, you're a well-read individual, so I'm going to safely assume that you read my feature on Hamadou Diallo I, I posted the other day, right? <laughs> <laughs> Remember the part where I said I was on vacation, Brady? <laughs> hey, you get, like, I read, I read, sometimes on vacation is when I read the most. Come on now. <laughs> I did, I did not. Uh, so you can, you can sort of get into it a little bit with me, but, uh, once, once again, Brady, uh, as soon as we get off here, that's the first thing I'm doing. I'm telling Mrs. Ramsey, pause off. I'm going to read the article. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Mrs. Ramsey. Um, no, I was, I was just going to, uh, I was just going to ask you um, with everything that's happened with the roster over the last four or five days. Um, you know, summer league, like I've said, I've said a few times on the radio. Um, 
Summer League has a little bit of a brighter light shown upon it now just because guys like Hamadou Diallo and Deontay Burton, you know, maybe they had going into this offseason, maybe this season was supposed this offseason was supposed to be we'll give you one more year of maybe doing some positive things and still being kind of bat like kind of a scrub. Um, because the Thunder's roster is, is relatively set. But now with all this turmoil and rebuild mode kind of being on the horizon, I, I'm just curious, like, how important to you is the development of Hamadou Diallo and Deontay Burton and guys like that? Or I guess you can throw Baisley in there as well. Like, do you think it's that important that they make a jump at some point this year? Or are you just more concerned with if they're going to rebuild, they've got 12,000 draft picks. It really doesn't matter if guys are like one or two guys on their roster currently don't make that leap. And you can throw Grantham in there uh, along with them as guys who've seen the floor, you know, during some NBA time. He is uh, not that, a he is not shy with the three point shot. By the way, he is not shy, yeah, and, and and I think that's on purpose. And I, I think that what it is is there's blood in the water, Brady, and they can smell the opportunity. And you know, like the four guys that we're talking about, because I kind of threw Grantham in there, but Burton, Grantham, uh, Diallo, and Baisley, like all of these guys know that there's opportunity for. I mean, we're talking fifteen to twenty minutes. If you if you can get in the right groove. You can be that guy on certain nights and come in for 15, 20 minutes, uh, you know, on a road trip uh, in Detroit or, or somewhere like that. I mean, it's there for the taking. And so what they're listening to is they're listening to Dave Bliss. Not that Dave Not that Dave Bliss, Dave Bliss they're yes. Listening to, <laughs> they're listening to Dave Bliss, uh, hearing what they're looking for, uh, kind of like what they did with Ferguson making him a playmaker last year. I'm sure they've told Grantham. Uh, you know, if we're going to play you, we're probably going to play you as a stretch. So you probably need to show us that you can shoot. And these other guys. Uh, so I, I think that the opportunity is there. Uh, and to be honest with you, they're going to have so many young players and, you know, guys coming in and out in the next couple of years. It's going to be easier to just let somebody go. Uh, in the past, Sam Presti's really, really been hard-pressed on letting go of his uh, projects. Uh, you know, a winner is Andre Robertson. A loser is Josh Hustis. But I'll be damned if they didn't get every single minute uh, to prove themselves. And I don't think that's going to change uh, in the in the Thunder way. I think that they're going to give a bunch of these guys. It's just now there's so much uh, room uh, to breathe and run and do whatever you can to get yourself a spot in this transition time for the Thunder. No, I think that's a really good point, Jerry. Um, and, and this is purely speculation on my part, but what you said about Sam Presti wanting to hold on to his projects a little bit longer, maybe than most some fans would want. Um, you know, I can even throw Stephen Adams in that category just from the standpoint of Stephen is the last piece remaining from that James Harden trade. And I know it doesn't really matter that much anymore because the team's championship window, I mean, if it, if it was open, I guess technically – we had to say that it was because when you have two all-star players like Russell Westbrook and Paul George, in theory, you can compete. You can at least make the playoffs, and if things break your way, you you, you can have some success. But um, Stephen Adams is the last um, after Alex Abrinas left the team. He's the last piece of that James Harden trade. So um, I guess propping him up with a big contract and trying to give him so many opportunities to showcase how good he is, and Stephen Adams certainly did that. Um, I just never thought that a Steven Adams trade was ever going to realistically happen. I thought the Thunder would just kind of say, I mean, yeah, he's available. Just give us, like, the farm. Basically give us, like, a, a haul like the Paul George trade. Um, and if somebody says yes, then you let him go. But um, that's always something I thought about, but I'm, I'm kind of glad you, you touched on that because I, I basically wanted to put it out there on the podcast. But 
Um, I guess moving forward, since we just talked about um, Paul George, man, it's really starting to hit home now that uh, Paul George has left, especially after the Clippers made it official. Um, the Thunder made it official, of course, as well. It seems like both Twitter accounts are trying to battle each other because we all know how boring the Thunder social media presence is, especially when you compare it to like Portland or Sacramento's um, social media presence. Um, the Clippers put out all these highlight videos of Kawhi Leonard earlier today and Paul George. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> the Thunder's Twitter account puts out a Mike Muscala mixtape. And then they put out like a Shea Gilgis Alexander stuff. Like, did you see that at all, Jerry, or were you still on vacation? Yes, I did. Actually, I did. I, I saw all the way through. Even the, uh, even the Sam Presti send off was sort of sketch. I mean, it's, it's about as, as salty as, as, as I've seen Presti. Yeah, um, it, it it was it, it was kind of an awkward situation. I mean, the trade itself when it went down, maybe because it happened after midnight and I was tired, um, it, it felt surreal. And even in the ne- the next few days that followed, it still really didn't feel real. And it's not because it wasn't made official. It just nobody ever saw this coming. And then um, with today. You know, Paul George not being with the Thunder now, it's kind of like, okay, that this is the reality that we have moving forward. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I kind of had the same thought, too, with Sam Presti's statement. But I did find it interesting when you compare the situations between Paul George asking for a trade and Kevin Durant walking for free. Um, you know, Presti, of course, had a press conference following Kevin Durant's departure, and he said a lot of great things about Kevin Durant, how thankful he was. Um I don't know if we're going to get that situation uh, with Paul George um, in a press conference, so I guess the the email will have to suffice. But um, man, like I've been really like tackling this this thought in my head, and I'm trying to write it down. But I, I wanted to get your thoughts on it first, and it's a little bit hard to do it just because we're still in the moment, and who knows what's going to happen with Russell Westbrook. But you know, a few years from now, four or five, six years down the road. Um, you know, and the Thunder still would have like a few draft picks in that scenario. Um, a few years down the road, I mean, how how will Oklahoma City view Paul George? And like, really stop and think about that question, just because he's a superstar that chose to play in Oklahoma City when he had the opportunity to go anywhere else he he preferred, and he was well connected to Los Angeles. Of course, he ended up with the Clippers, we know, but he could he could have gone to the Lakers with LeBron James. He could have gone to the Clippers by himself if he if he preferred to. And I know there are going to be some people out there that have the conspiracy theory hats on that say, oh, he, he was going to go with Kawhi anyway because at the uh, media day this past season, he said that him and Kawhi talked. Well, Kawhi wanted to play with Kevin Durant first. That was his first call when he was a free agent. Paul George was his second sh- um, second choice. So um, I've even heard that, uh, Kawhi, uh, that Kyrie Irving was his second and Paul George was his third. Okay, I didn't even hear that. So, like, all the- <laughs> yes, I even... Yeah, Paul, like Paul George wasn't Kawhi's first pick, uh, but it just you know it, it just kind of goes down. And, and to answer your question, um, it's it, it's complicated as you would put in your social media uh, about your lady friend or whatever. <laughs> it's complicated because he did choose. It's one. It's the biggest uh, free agent signings, and I know that you know, people scoff when I say that, but it was it was a free agent signing. Uh, that Oklahoma City has ever had. Yeah, it was and either so, him or him, Patrick Patterson, or Anthony Morrow. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact the fact that he, he picked Oklahoma City made a big deal out of it. Uh, seemed to make Oklahoma City, you know, cool for a minute. It was like, oh God, they, they turned the page. Not only did somebody want to play with Russell Westbrook, but Oklahoma City was a place to come to uh, play basketball. 
contract uh, and just, you know, with the expectations of, you know what, I don't want to be here anymore. A uh, better opportunity came, so find a way to get me out of here. It, it is. It's, it's very complicated. And what you think, and the thing is, Paul George has a charisma that it's hard not to like him. Like Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook's never done anything off the court uh, remotely bad, yet people don't like him because they just don't like his face. Paul George is kind of the opposite of that. Paul George has done some some skeevy things. I mean, with the, the Indiana Pacers and what he did when he did to that team in the playoffs before he left them, and in his personal life. If you go, yeah, you know, I'm I was about to say. Tell you, if you want to go black sports online and look up some Paul George stuff, by all means. There's a few chapters of Paul there's George there's on black sports online. <laughs> yeah, so, it's, I mean, it's... Uh, it's yeah, he, just, he has a charisma that I think Oklahoma City will think fondly of. Yeah, and of course, a lot of it has the potential to age really well, especially if the Thunder decide to trade Russell Westbrook now and hit the reset button today. And if those draft picks turn into something good, and you know, the Thunder are more than likely, more than likely, not going to draft three consecutive MVPs in three in three straight drafts. Like that, the likelihood of that happening is silly. But you know, with the plethora of picks that they have, it's you know, it's safe to assume that they could pick maybe one or two guys that at least become the next face of the franchise and whether that's an all-star level whether that's just kind of a fringe all-star guy that can score a lot of points and put butts in the seats you know that you know we'll figure that out later on down the road but that will certainly help Paul George's legacy with the Thunder but I guess I'm still just stuck on the fact that um like we talked about he chose to play in Oklahoma City when when he had the chance not to and I think that that means something and Sam Presti said that as well in his um, statement. He said that the Thunder are extremely thankful for everything that he had done for Oklahoma City, and he did a lot. He was here for two years, and I think his two years were incredibly important, which is odd to think about when you remember the great names that have played in Oklahoma City in just the 11 years, and um, I guess we'll transition over to Russell Westbrook now, because I know people are probably screaming at the <laughs> at the podcast saying, what about Russell Westbrook? Like, he chose to stay in Oklahoma City too, but there are reasons for that. And one of them might have been that he just enjoyed playing for the Thunder. You know, I'm not saying that he just chose them for completely and utterly selfish reasons because he's a creature of habit and wants things to be done a certain way. And the Thunder do that for him. So there were a lot of inherent reasons why he chose to stay, but it seems like, uh, Jerry, that his time is coming to an end. I actually just saw a headline from NBC Sports. Um, so I don't know if it's just clickbait or not, but apparently um, the league is all assuming that the uh, Thunder will trade Russell Westbrook to the Heat, and it's just a matter of time right now. Um, and I guess we can just go ahead and bury the Tyler Hero uh, dream <laughs> at this point, Jerry, because, oh my God, the Miami Heat signed him, which means he's untouchable for at least 30 days. They really like the kid, and I know you got a chance to see him for the first time in person today. And uh, I've been watching him. He has, listen, let's not overreact, okay? Tyler Hero is having a great summer league. R.J. Barrett is having a crap summer league. Oh, yeah. Uh, that will even out. Uh, throughout the season, we're going to hear R.J. Barrett's name uh, in some rookie of the year talks. And maybe Tyler Hero has a shot uh, to be in those talks. But you see what I'm saying? Like right now, uh, as bad as R.J. Barrett is and how good Tyler Hero is, none of that really will matter here in a couple of months. It'll be nice if it carries over, but once again, your expectations, 
if you have expectations coming out of the summer league, then you're watching it wrong. What you're trying to do is get a feel for these guys and can these guys play in a pro style. And there's guys that stick out like a sore thumb but can't. And then there's guys that look and you say, oh, yeah, those guys are going to fit well in the league. So that that's kind of what I think about that. Yes, he has that. And listen, doesn't it just rub salt in the wounds of Thunder fans? Hearing that Hero is playing so well <laughs> and, like, that's who they originally kind of wanted from the draft and all that. Like, the chance is happening and all that. It just, just you know, let's just calm down with that. And however, and two, you calm down with your – I'm going to out you right now with your Miami Heat fanness. <laughs> you know damn well Russ is going to the Pistons. And he's going to group together with uh, Blake Griffin. And they're going to make a run at a top four Eastern Conference uh, spot. So this, you miss me with all the Miami talk. And, uh, and and I want you to admit to your listeners now, you are biased in swaying all that talk. I'm here to tell you he's going to the Pistons. There is, uh, trust me, the, the thought hasn't escaped me that, man, am I just cursed to be stuck with Russell Westbrook in some capacity for the rest of his career? Because, yes, I grew up a Miami Heat fan, and it would just be like, oh, he's going to the team I used to root for. I, I'm not completely done with him, I guess. Um, no, I mean, Russell on the Pistons makes sense just from the standpoint of, I think a lot of people, especially locally, wanted to see a combination of Russell Westbrook and Blake Griffin at some point. And... <clears throat> At this point, I mean, you can call them bad boys, you know, bad boys too, but, I mean, the only thing that's going to be bad about them is just their efficiency, their sh- their shooting. Like, that that athletically makes sense three or four years ago. But Blake Griffin, I love him. And Jerry, that was probably the most exciting game that I saw last year <clears throat> in um, Chesapeake Energy Arena was the uh, – <clears throat> man, I cannot talk – was the uh, game towards the end of the year. I think it was in uh, – Oh, it was right at the it was like the third or fourth last game of the year when Where Detroit Blake could not miss. Yeah, when Blake Blake dropped forty points and was like eight of eight from the three point line at one point, and you and I were just like <laughs> jumping in the press box, just like this is incredible. But um, no, um, I, I saw some other report that apparently the Pistons' their interest in Russell is lukewarm at this point. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's really interesting because you look at the contract of Russell Westbrook. You look at what he brings to the table. It seems like the Thunder should have absolutely no leverage in a Russell Westbrook trade, and <clears throat> it certainly seems that way just because nothing's happened at this point. But Sam Presti rarely ever gets the low end, especially I guess specifically um, right off the bat when a trade goes down. Usually when a trade goes down, uh, fans, except for James Harden, um, fans are like, "Okay, I can see that." And then it either ages well or it ages poorly. Um, Russell Westbrook getting traded, you, you shouldn't get an asset out of that just because of where his money is and where his age is. But it until Sam Presti like proves me wrong with a trade outside of James Harden, like I, I'll wait till I see it. My favorite, uh, my favorite thing that I saw was Russell Westbrook, uh, Minnesota moving the money to move him to Minnesota, which, again, uh, the Detroit Pistons always been my favorite basketball team. Uh, Prince, always my favorite singer, and I guess Russell would uh, replace Prince as the coolest brother up in uh, Minneapolis. So, uh, <laughs> it, 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 just all kind of thing. Think about it. Prince, fashion icon. Russell Westbrook, fashion icon. Works perfectly in Minnesota. Man, I, I, I don't know. Jimmy Butler didn't like Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, Russell would... Russell, if Cat if, if hasn't matured... Or if he hasn't taken that next step, and I thought, you know, towards the end of last year, the last 20 games, 
Uh, Carl Anthony Towns really stepped up his game, especially from the three-point line. He was unconscious for the last part of the year. Um, Russell would probably have a field day screaming at him, but who, who knows? Um, it, it's such a it's such a circus wherever you put Russell Westbrook in a hypothetical trade. Um, whether it's the Heat, like how does that dynamic work with Jimmy Butler? Uh, Minnesota, I just talked about Detroit. Um, I don't think Sam Presti wants to dump Russell Westbrook on a team like Orlando that has absolutely no chance at competing whatsoever and is a historically poor franchise. I don't know. It's it it's so weird, Jared, to be talking about this because it feels like like last week we we were talking like last week or two weeks ago we were just talking about how boring this offseason was going to be and yes they're going to run it back and that's not fun to talk about but um so much has changed in the last six seven days it's it's still hard to fathom at this point i said this before and and i think you'll agree with me on this it really is like having a girlfriend that you're ready to you know just give me a reason to break up with you it just I don't want to be the bad guy, but just, you know, just give me a reason. And Paul George was that reason, and Sam Presti said, fine, fine, we'll do it. And that's, I think that's what happened. I think that he's been very frustrated with what's been going on with his team, uh, all the early round exits. Clay Bennett, I'm sure, is tired of uh, putting out the money for the product that he's getting. And, they, you know, just basically give me a reason. Fine. I've been sleeping with your best friend. Done. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and burns the thing to the ground. That's your second good point of the podcast, Jerry, which means you're you're probably drunk. So um <laughs> I'm really curious, and we're never going to know this answer unless Sam Presti years from now writes a tell all book and he literally tells everything from his point of view. I'm really curious if Sam Presti initially was probably angry about this and taken off guard and like what? What is going on? But I'm sure, like, I have to think that maybe an hour or so after the trade went down, I wonder if, if some, like, a burden was just lifted off of his shoulders. I did well, not okay, think... Let me, I didn't, ask you this, let me ask you this real quick, then, okay? Because you know this just as well as uh, anyone who covers the Thunder. What was the overriding uh, theme of what the offseason was going to be? What was the overriding theme? They couldn't do anything, and they were going to run it back. Well, they were going to... And remember, they were going to take... Cost-cutting measures. We don't know what we didn't know what that meant. Remember, we got the tweet. We saw whatever. You know, the Thunder are looking to you know uh, shave some stuff off the salary cap, or you know, try to get as close to uh, the tax or get you know out of the taxes as much as possible. That was the overriding theme. Yeah. And so we kept on thinking to ourselves, how are they going to do that? Who are they going to shave? What are they going to do? And then Paul George was busts in and says, "You know what? I don't want to be here anymore." And Sam Presti's like, "Oh, I know how we're going to shave." <laughs> just, just goes to town. Yeah, and that's that's my point is it's not just financially that the Thunder have relieved a, a huge burden and that's incredibly important too because small markets can in theory pay the luxury tax if they're winning and the Thunder have been successful. They haven't been po- postseason successful to the point that they want. But the luxury tax repeater, that's that's when you get into a different territory and on, you know, on paper Sam Presti and Clay Bennett in the ownership, they they were willing to pay for this team because Paul George, like we talked about, chose to stay here. Russell Westbrook, the same. You pay for that team. You have to. You're kind of bullied into a corner by kindness by those two All-Stars who chose to stay here to pay this absorbent amount of money to basically not f- succeed in the postseason. So I have to – just really curious to think – 
Because I, I didn't think that this team was going to win a championship as constructed unless something drastic happened and the Thunder were able to turn Steven Adams into a Bradley Beal or a Kevin Love and that put them over the top. As currently constructed, they weren't going to go that much further than the second round. So I have to thank Sam Presti. This has to be the biggest get-out-of-jail-free card for him. And now he, he's not the bad guy if he has to trade Russell Westbrook. Because if that ever happened before Paul George ruined the Thunder short-term um, window... Pressy would get run out of town if that happened. And I'll tell you what, this is as weak as I've seen Sam Pretty. This is as weak as I've seen him. You're telling me, and I was saying this the other day, you can't keep a guy that's on a long-term uh, contract to a two and maybe three years you had this guy wrapped up with some big-time bucks and you couldn't keep a hold of him? Like, let's not let Sam Pretty completely off the hook. Uh, this is not... This isn't something that happens every day. You know, Anthony Davis, obviously, is a guy who kind of did something. So instead of playing a little hardball, and I was talking to my son, actually, about this. My son said, well, isn't hardball a historic amount of draft picks? And I was like, no, hardball is it's a good movie. paying for this team. You need to perform, bro. Yeah, um, that's, that's the other thing with draft picks. At this point, they're crap. You know, it, it's fun to, to think about. It's, it, it can be a good thing, and more draft picks is better than less draft picks, especially when you are currently in rebuild mode. So the Thunder have that going for them, but I, I don't know. We're going to find out fairly quickly how much the front office actually views um, success because, you know, if they decided to keep Russell Westbrook or if they just can't trade him and have to play him this season – you know they've got a. They don't have the worst roster on earth. They they have a roster that could maybe get the eight seed, could maybe get the seven seed if some things break their way. Um, now don't see. And I, I I listen. I, I'm glad you. And we just disagree on that. Their roster right now in the West isn't going to compete. They're not, and they're not going to be bad. Enough, and we're talking about with Russell Westbrook on the roster, uh, and they're not going to be bad enough to be DFL. So, if you don't know what DFL is, you can look that up in your Google machine. Isn't that like but, an internet uh, connection? Do I know? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It, it, sure, try, the middle, try the middle one. Uh, but, <laughs> so they're going to be kind of stuck in that little area uh, that's not good enough to make playoffs, but not bad enough to tank. And that, that's why it's essential for them to get rid of Russell Westbrook and hit it down. And listen, Stephen Adams, everybody wants him to be the face of the, of the franchise and all that stuff. Do not be surprised if he's not moving, too. Because if you're going to make this move with all those picks, you want to be DFL this season. You just do. And let Danilo Gallinari score 22 points a game and uh, let Gildas Alexander uh, show some you know, some promise. But if you, if you expect more than 30 wins out of the Thunder this year, you're doing it wrong. This is a rebuild. You do not want 30-plus wins. You want to be DFL. Yeah, I mean, right now there are six guys on this roster that can. I would not be shocked if they are moved between now and the start of the season. Russ, Steven, Andre Robertson, Patrick Patterson for salary reasons, Dennis Schroeder, and Danilo Gallinari because he's an expiring deal, makes a lot of money. Um, I, I wouldn't be shocked if one, if not a multiple of those guys are gone um, because I'm of the belief that the Thunder just need to just put both feet in to rebuild mode. Take the punches um, this season that are going to come because you suck and <laughs> your better players are Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who's extremely talented, but he's a second-year player, and he's not hes not at the level where he can carry a, a franchise and a team on his own at this point. So 
Um, I don't know, Jerry. It's it's. Um, I guess before I get you out of here, is this the most excited that you have been covering the Thunder since Kevin Durant and Co were running the show? Because it's exciting well, thought, for me. Like we're gonna learn. Well, I, thought, I was going. I was going through my old pictures and videos and stuff, just sort of collecting and seeing what I you know see what I have because uh, you know I'm on vacation and, and spending some time. Um, there was nothing like that Golden State series uh, in '16. Uh, whenever you know when the Oklahoma City Thunder came in uh, and just completely outperformed them, and during the year, I mean, remember Golden State and Oklahoma City were kind of fighting for two and three, and you know, and Golden State sort of shows up and, and notices, you know, they become this this great juggernaut. Well, I mean, Oklahoma City was better than that team uh, at the end, and you know, we all saw what happened. But you want to talk about the the crowd and the way it was and how the team was constructed, and how it was their turn. They had gone through San Antonio. They had gone through the Lakers. It was their turn. They were finally healthy. And Golden State was, was a great you know match. It was going to be a great matchup for the next couple of years. So that 16 year was just outstanding. That playoffs were just outstanding. Uh, that's the most excited I ever was uh, to cover this team because there was a, a real possibility I was going to be able to cover a finals team. Uh, in twelve, there was no franchise, so I didn't get to cover the, I didn't get to cover the uh, the finals for the franchise. You know, I did some stuff for uh, an Albuquerque radio station, a buddy of ours, uh, you may know, but uh, you know, I didn't get to do what I did in sixteen. So that was fantastic, and just kind of see the decline of it as we go by. Uh, I'm glad you're happy with the rebuild, but who knows? In four or five years, you'll be doing great, Brady. Who knows where I'll be? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's fun. Like we're gonna learn new players. Um, we'll actually have to pay more attention to college basketball now, which can be a good thing. It can be a bad thing because the Thunder could potentially be drafting the next, you know, the guys that are like Zion Williamson or R.J. Barrett. We'll have to be more familiar with those guys. The level of those guys is in their game. So it's just you know, it's it's not the same old same old. So. I know for fans it it really hurts, and I mean the Oklahoman in me is is bummed that Russell Westbrook, a guy who's what you know in in a state with a great rich sports history, Russell Westbrook's name is going to be up there in the top three, top five uh, names. And I hate the Mount Rushmore conversations, but if you're going to make one for Oklahoma sports, Russell Westbrook has to be up there just for everything that he's done for the region. So. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's still a little weird to talk about, but it's apparently it's gonna be it's gonna be a reality sooner rather than later. But uh, Jerry, I will say this. Go ahead. I will say this real quick, Brady. Uh, I'm very the, the most surprising thing out of all this is the people's acceptance that he's gonna leave. Remember, he's still on the roster. Yeah, it's so it's so weird. But you see, people already resigned to the fact that he's gone, and yeah. it's just that's the oddest thing to me is that. You know, as much as people in Russ we trust and all that stuff, people are ready to go ahead. It's like, oh man, that, that was great. That was great. See you later. No, like, oh, he's, not, he's not gone yet. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see you later. So, no, that's the weirdest thing to me is that watching people just already resign to the fact that he's gone, and will probably be disappointed if he's not. No, like it's so weird. Like I said, and. It just gives me the impression that if, for whatever reason, the Thunder aren't able to get the get the return that they want and aren't able to trade him um, before the season starts, if day one, game one, Russell is still on the roster, like there's going to be some PRP injection 
press release and like, oh, he can't play for a month, you know, because yep. it, it would just be so awkward to um, have him run out there in a Thunder uniform when every fan had thought for the entire offseason that he was going to get traded or is now thinking, well, he's going to be gone at some point. He's not here for the. It's it's just a it's a weird situation, and, and the front office, I'm sure, is trying their best to make sure it ends as gracefully and quickly as possible. But um, yeah. I guess on that note, Jerry, I will let you go as gracefully and quickly as possible since I've held you on here for a few more minutes longer. So my apologies to Mrs. Ramsey. Oh, no, trust me. Uh, she's better She's better for it. I remember, <laughs> I get a whole week off. So, uh, yeah, she could, she could take a break. Awesome. Are you going to be on a Saturday with us? <laughs> That's a helpful question. Isn't it always? That's what I like about... Uh, <laughs> The fluidity of our show is that uh, we can have a number of people do whatever and however. So yeah, we've got a good. Uh, do I have we've got an a good bench. for you? No, I do not right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes news breaks at one thirty in the morning on Friday night, Brady. God, and then, yeah. Uh, I show up, so we'll see. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, yeah, I get back seven thirty ish nighttime Friday night, so I'll be a little tired. Saturday morning, but not the it, it'll it'll work. We'll make it work. Whoever's there, it'll be a good show. So everybody, <laughs> everybody, tune in to one hundred seven point seven The Franchise, one hundred seven nine in Tulsa, Saturday morning from ten to noon to listen to us talk some more. Maybe Russell Westbrook will be traded before now and then. We'll have a lot more stuff to talk about for the show. So um, that um, if you're out of the market, like I always say, download the Franchise app. It's free, so you can listen to us talk more Thunder basketball. And um, yeah. Thank you, Jerry, for jumping on for uh, Madison. You did a good job. No problem, man. Thank you for what you're doing out in Summer League. Uh, let, let's just put it this way. I mean, we are not the flagship station for the Oklahoma City Thunder, but you never know by our coverage. And so uh, you're a very big part of that, and I appreciate everything you do out there. Thank you, Jerry. I'm very proud to hear that. Um, yeah, um, it's a fun job, and I enjoy doing it. And hopefully uh, some more cool stuff can come out tomorrow um, I'm working on a few things right now I should get them up either tonight or tomorrow just to pay. I still gotta eat dinner and th- like I said earlier in the show the Thunder will be playing tomorrow night I can't remember who they're playing because it's really inconsequential Portland Trailblazers they're gonna be doing it 7 o'clock our time I think you said 5 o'clock your time yeah so the uh, Thunder Revenge Tour starts tomorrow everybody so get ready for uh, Portland OKC and uh, I will be in the arena so uh, just give me a follow on Twitter and uh, yeah but everybody thank you so much for listening to the OKC82 podcast Um, shout out to Chisholm and his buddy um, Chase for doing a really good show on Monday I listened to that when I was waiting for my bag in the airport so um, yeah thank you guys for listening to the OKC82 podcast overall Um, we will be back Saturday or Sunday whenever we're able to get the show up Um, But until then, for Mr. Jerry Ramsey, y'all have a good night.